Today is the day after the surprising event with the dog with the invisible fence yesterday. And so I want to talk about recovery from surprising events. So I'm going to take him back out. Well, first, let me start out with some observations I had yesterday. It was easy for me personally as a human to see the situation and go, okay, that dog's gone now. It's inside. When we walked home, I could see it was in its house. The owner left the glass door closed, but the main door open so the dog could be highly agitated about the fact that we were walking so close to the perimeter that he was used to guarding. So that made me sad on one level for that dog and just hopefully that owner will get some education about not inadvertently training their dog to be more reactive. Uh, A lot of people do this without having any idea that they are. So anyway, I noticed that my dog after that event was pretty vigilant. Not quite hyper vigilant, but Sounds that were normally unfamiliar to him. He was looking at things moving that he was normally familiar with. He was alerting on, you know, putting his ears up, really squaring himself up to look at them. And what that told me is that now that that event had happened, he sees the world in a completely new way. Easy for me to go... Yeah, well, the dog's gone, so everything's fine. But to my dog, everything wasn't fine. It's like if gravity had changed for him. And what's that mean? Does that mean anything else has changed? Does that mean other surprising events are just around the corner, might, might pop out between, behind that bush, behind that pile of firewood that's stacked in the front yard, behind that trash can? What does that mean? And so I just took my time with him. I didn't let him hyperfixate on anything. And I just kept moving, encouraging him to look at me. Kind of slapped myself on the wrist because I got a little lazy when I left and I didn't have much in the way of treats with me. So I didn't have that dog money to, keep, to return his attention to me in a compelling way and to reward him for choosing to check in with me instead of being more vigilant. So today, I am loaded up with good treats. The really good treats. The best treats. Because I need him to be able to really want to focus on me. So... You can probably hear some dogs in the background. I actually haven't even left my driveway yet. There's a dog across the street who also has an invisible fence and she's out and she's barking, but she's not very secure. So she's up barking up by the house. So she's far away, not a big deal. But what I noticed was as soon as I started the walk, as soon as I started coming down the driveway and she barked at us, my dog, he got pretty vigilant again, like, uh uh-oh, 
barking dog. What's that mean for me now? What's that mean? So, this whole time I've been talking, I've been going back to basics. And when he pays attention to me, when he looks at me, he focuses on me, I give him the special food. And what that's doing for him is that's helping him kind of to remember, to, to see that gravity hasn't changed. And in fact, even if it did, it means, you know, more good things for him. And it builds the attention on me. He heard her bark. He's looking at her. I'm just going to wait. He's going to make a decision. He, he gruffed at her a little. He's never done that before. So that means that he does feel a little threat about, about her. Now he's standing up. He's looking pretty alert. His ears are way up, but his tail is down. That tells me that's uncertain hypervigilance. Oh, good boy. He turned around, looked at me. I can give him a cookie. But that ears up, ears perked, high alertness, but low tail, that's a sign of, oh, oh, crap. Okay, I better be ready for action, but I, I don't want anything bad to happen. So she's barking again. He's not sure if he should move forward and engage her. So I'm going to take a step or two back. Oh, good boy. Good boy. That, um, that caused him to get out of his security zone a little bit, enough to look at me so I could give him treats again. You know, then he's right back to looking at her. Now, she's... So we're half my yard to the road, then the road, and then half of her yard to her. I'm bad at estimating distances, but it's pretty distant. And she's not even looking at us. She's barking a little, but she's not even looking at us. She's kind of wandering around now, right now. And he's still pretty fixated on her. That's how big an impact yesterday's event had on him. So while he's focused on her, I'm going to keep backing up a little at a time until he notices and then he notices and says oh I can't be a big strong toughie by myself I'm run back to you and then he kind of tried to do a hit and run and take the treat but didn't really want the treat and so what that tells me is he's got more anxiety than he has willingness to take food he's still too hyper vigilant so I'm going to increase the distance between us and that other dog. Of course, now I've backed up a little. It's interesting to note that that made that dog across the street come closer. So she's also got a, a security proximity that has to do with me. And I'm going to find the place where we're far enough away where he's willing to take the really good treats again. What I'm not going to do is try to force the treat on him. Oh, come on, eat the food, eat the food. No. If he's not ready to eat the food, he's telling me what he needs by not eating the food. And what he needs is more distance. More distance to get back into a comfort zone where there's no way that that dog 
could be a threat to him. And I'm gonna reiterate, that's not the same dog we had the interaction with yesterday. But now he's been sensitized. And this is why it's so important not to just shrug things off about your dog just because things seem normal to you. I mean, I've seen that dog. I've walked past that dog in the yard a hundred times. I know there's, that she's harmless. I know that there's nothing to worry about, quote unquote. But I can't, I can't let, I can't communicate that to him in any other way than to just help him find security again and focus on me. Tomorrow, we will do something like uh, just go ahead and walk on past and ignore her. But today, today I'm going to let her, let him uh, get some treats. Now, that's one of my dogs because we got close enough to the fence that they always bark at anybody on the other side of the fence, whether it's me or whether it's a stranger. The bark is different, so I can always tell if it's friend or foe, so to speak, but not to get too distracted. Um, so it's really important that you don't take an attitude with your dog of, God, what's wrong with you? When they act different, especially after something pretty profound. And be fair to the dog. And by that, I mean, use the dog's definition of what was profound or not, not yours. You know, this dog's barely a year old. I'm in my 50s. <laughs> I have so much more experience about things in the world that colors my perception of what's normal. How can I possibly expect him to see the world the same way I do? Impossible. Impossible, unfair. So, he's taking treats from me again. We're pretty close to the house. That's getting my dogs barking. That's getting him a little unsure again. So I'm going to stop this recording and stabilize his mood and go back in the house and know that we did good work today.